Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at LMFM.ie David Harvey on LMFM. In for Michael all this week and welcome back to the programme. Yesterday and Monday, the uh, issue of anti-social behaviour was widely discussed in this programme. Uh, difficulties in the Rathmullen Park area and then that attack in the Drogheda Boys and Girls FC premises uh, during which all of their gear was destroyed. Uh, these and other issues are clearly uh, a cause of great concern to listeners and the man who has to deal with it on the ground is uh, Chief Superintendent Christy Mangan and he's on the line. Christy Mangan, good morning. Good morning, David. How are you? Thank you very much for coming on. You met with our concerned resident yesterday, uh, the person who kicked off this conversation this week. What were you able to tell that person? Well, I did. I met with him. Although the first thing I was, I wanted to do was listen to him, uh, listen to the person, and listen to what they had to say. And we had what I would uh, believe was a positive meeting and, and, and a frank exchange of views. Uh, obviously, the person uh, has seen on the ground what what is going on. You know, at all 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 times. And they, they brought their uh, concerns, obviously, to your attention. And then uh, we had our meeting and their genuine concerns. I, 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 I listened intently to what they had to say. And what I, after they had explained in, in, in great detail and very, very genuine person, I, I have to compliment him in relation to coming forward and, uh, you know, been, been very forthright in their views as regards how they see their community uh, falling apart, uh, for want of a better phrase, maybe. But the, the impact uh, that certain young people and then other people who are engaged in criminality uh, and how it's how it's affecting them and affecting their community. So I, I listened intently, and uh, what I have explained to that person is that we will be taking very forceful action. Obviously, you know, we we were engaged our primary focus for a considerable period of time was separating the, the criminal gangs who were intent on causing mayhem not alone to themselves but mayhem in the town and committing murders and their drug dealing so we have dealt with uh, some of the more serious uh, crimes that have been committed such as murder and i'm sure you would have seen uh, you know the charges were brought recently in relation to uh came already Mur- woods murder and obviously, we've been dealing with uh, with uh, the drug dealing in the town. Uh, you know, we've we've charged a considerable number of people. Like this year alone, we've arrested forty four people for drug dealing. 
and that's that's within this town. But I think I think we're talking about something slightly different, and I get to those things in a second. We're talking here about vandalism and thuggery yeah. and just basic gougerism. Yeah. I mean, if if, if yeah. I want to bore it in mind, fellas, and people who've nothing to do, to hanging around street corners, and what do they do? Oh, we I tell you what we'll do now. We go and set fire to. Uh, a football club. I mean, it's that kind of m- mentality that I, that really I, I I think is very difficult for for you. I mean, your 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 crime solving, your your war on war on drugs and all of that is one thing. But this is this is sort of a, a, a social problem. This is a a problem the community has, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is a social problem. But it's still a criminal problem. It's still a problem for me, and 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 I'm charged with dealing with the, the, these problems. So. Uh, I'll explain to you how we have dealt with it in other housing estates. We just before Christmas we had a similar problem in in a housing estate, which I'm not going to name because, to be fair, the housing estate has has got its act together. The residents have have come together and realised that this is not appropriate behaviour: setting fire to bins, uh, damaging cars, you know, um, setting fire to cars, and you know that that sort of behaviour is not acceptable. So. You know, there is a responsibility back on parents, a huge responsibility back on parents. I was going to ask you about that, actually. That, that's, yeah. that, to me, is a huge issue. I have kids, obviously. They don't go yeah. around burning people's bins. At least I hope they don't. Yeah. No, and, and I have kids, too, and, and, and uh, they don't go around burning burning cars or, or acting the tug within the community. But my response to dealing with this is, you know, we, we put the fear... Like I, I talk to community people a lot, and I talk to local leaders and to say that about the fear of crime on, on the local resident. Well, what, what my attitude to that is we turn the fear of crime back in the criminal. We turn it back in the families of these children who are engaged in this activity. So what, what we did with this other housing estate, and this, this is exactly what I'm going to do with this housing estate, and people from Rathmullen listen in, I, this is going to be no big secret. We will be visiting you in relation to your children. Members of Garrett Chicana will call to your house to tell you what your children are at if they're engaged in illegal activity, um, such as what has gone on and what does go on in a lot of housing estates. And they will be told exactly the facts of life as regards their little Mary or their little Johnny or their little Tommy, that they're acting uh, totally inappropriately in relation to other residents. Each of the, the, the local authority houses, tenants, have contracts with the, with the local authority. And part of that is that they will behave within within the, the the social housing unit and you know we will bring it to the the, the the authority's attention that these people are not behaving and then the authority then can write to each tenant uh, giving them a warning if necessary and this is what we did before and this actually worked and the, 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 that record the warning would stay on the record for 12 months now the next action is an action which nobody wants Really, you know, in eviction, repossession, repossession of homes is not something that, you know, normal people would want in a society. But if people are not willing to conform to the norms, well, then there has to be exceptional action taken. Have you done that and before or has it been it, done before? It, it, it has happened, but it doesn't happen too often. And, you know, we have to deal with, you know, people behaving grossly inappropriately within these housing estates with exceptional action. And if we have to get to that, I will back the council up with the information that is necessary. So if these people, you know, children who are 12 or 14 who are behaving, you know, um, committing crimes, 
we will be letting their families know. And when we, we when we did meet with the families in relation to the other housing states, there was 13 families in total. And we went and we met them and we told them exactly what their children were doing in the main without the knowledge of the parents because the parents were probably working or they were trying to do their best. And we, we, we warned them uh, about it. And uh, in the main, they, they, they got their children to conform because they realised there was going to be a severe penalty for the behaviour of their sons and daughters. Right. And and, and we, we tell them exactly how it's affecting the local communities. That's okay. And, I, and by the way, I think, you, I think you would have widespread, in fact, universal support for that kind of activity because I think people really yeah. like to see you know, these things being met head on. It's the kind of action yeah. they like. Yeah, and, and that's, that, that's exactly what will happen. We, we will be driving this the same as we drove before Christmas. It worked before Christmas. I don't know whether it's going to work here. People would be very foolish if they didn't conform to what has been uh, asked. I mean, we're only asking people to behave within the society <laughs> norms. That's what we're asking it sounds to ridiculous, doesn't it? You're only asking them to behave themselves. That's all you're yeah. asking. Um, and, 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 and just 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 on that, I mean, are there, are there other sanctions for the individuals or are they too young? I mean, is there a juvenile liaison? Is there all those other things that we hear about? There are. Look, at, to be fair, look, at some people when they're growing up, they do silly things and become, become involved in in uh, things they shouldn't become involved with. There has to be a chance given to people maybe to to, to reform themselves. And it does work. You know, a lot of people who go through the, the JLO scheme are never reoffend. But unfortunately, there are some who do reoffend and they will be brought before the courts. That's what they're facing. They're facing court. And, you know, I mean, eventually they're, they're facing uh, jail time. And that's that's exactly what just happens. And I, I, I don't care who they think they are or how tough they are. When that cell door closes, it's a very lonely spot. When they're sitting in Mount Joy or St. Pat's or whatever prison they're sent to, uh, it, it, it's a huge reality check. And then it's a huge reality check for the parents because then they realise they're not coming home tonight and they might be coming home for 12 or 18 months. Right. So that, that, that is a penalty which is down the road, which will be imposed, obviously, as the court has to impose that. We, we will be bringing them before the courts uh, if, if they don't conform. And that, that, that's the action we will be taking. Um, you know, I, I had a very, very good, I, what I would consider, positive meeting with the person who contact you, contacted you. But there are other people who up there have contacted us in relation to properties that are abandoned and so on and so forth. And we are working with the council in relation to trying to do something with those properties to make sure that they don't become the target of young people, you know, who, who simply haven't, well, they consider themselves having nothing to do. But, I mean, there's a lot of other things that we can do. And I was up there last week. There was a man mowing, mowing, mowing the grass uh, on the grass there, just doing a lovely job. Another man was cutting the hedges. There's a lot of other stuff people can do up there and a mm. bit of pride of place in, in, in their own housing estate. The county council shouldn't have to go out and do all this. People should come out and do, do some of this for themselves. Fair enough. Um, just leaving them the, the, this sort of behaviour, and I'm not trivialising it, but I'm putting it, as, I'm putting it beside the other more substantial issues you have to deal with. And you were at the Drogheda Joint Policing Committee uh, virtually recently speaking about two things in particular. One, drug dealers in the town of Drogheda. And secondly, um, the feuds that have been going on in serious investigations still ongoing. You said the race is not even half run. No, well, I mean, you know, you often hear people coming out saying, you know, matters have been dealt with. No, I mean, I, I'm a realist. I, I, I see what's going on. Like this year alone, uh, 44 people have been arrested for drug dealing, and that's not 
that's, that's nowhere near the figure of the amount of people who are actually dealing in drugs. I mean, if you, if you take a percentage of where we arrest is an actual representation of the actual, the, the, the picture of the amount of drug dealers. So let, let's get 44 people and put them out on, uh, say, up at St. Peter's Church there. It's fairly populated the steps up there, uh, 44 people, and then just put the tag line of them that they're dealing in drugs in the town. And there's probably double that, maybe treble that. By the end of this year, we will have arrested, and uh, you know, and, and this is no idle, idle claim. We we will have arrested well in excess of maybe 120 to 150 people for dealing in drugs. And do they get sentences, warnings, fines? What what happens to them? Are they back out in the streets? No. Well, what happens is we we have a very pro arrest, pro charge here uh, policy. So if you're found with a quantity of drugs that's more than what would be normally acceptable for your own use, you will be prosecuted in the given circumstances for a Section 15 offence, and that's brought before the courts. So look at it, if it's, if it's a certain amount, it may be dealt in the district court, but then if you go on to the circuit court, if it's more substantial. And there are people getting substantial sentences in relation to drug dealing, um, you know, recently, like, I mean, last year there was, you know, huge amounts of sums of money. One, one person was found with €600,000 worth of cash in, in the town. So we are chasing those people down and we are prosecuting them. We bring them to the courts and then it's up to the judicial system to deal with them therein. But there are a considerable number of people involved in drug dealing. And if you look at the number of people who are involved in drug dealing, then there has to be a hell of a lot of people involved in consuming the product. And the product at this time mainly is cocaine. Right. And we have a huge amount of people, professionals, people who are doing, going about their ordinary day's work who are consuming cocaine and it is a huge societal problem. Which is interesting when you think that there aren't any nightclubs open, there aren't bars open, there's no places of leisure of that, you know, drinking, uh, where, where one sort of seems to go with the other. Um, uh, and you're saying that that's, a, that's a, almost an epidemic? I, 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 I don't really think one goes with the other. It, to a certain degree, yeah. Okay, you're in a nightclub. Uh, you know, people are feeling good about themselves, and they're off of cocaine or ecstasy or whatever, whatever their drug of choice is. But people who are addicted to their drug of choice will take it at home. They take it into the quietness of their own room, their bathroom, and so on and so forth. Or look at, I mean, we're we're, we're not naive to. They take it at work. The, they take it at work. Take it at work. Yeah. Take it at work. I mean, we 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 have you know we we get information there, where all professions are involved in taking cocaine. And that, that is an unfortunate fact of life. And we, we see it with the fallout when we arrest somebody with a quantity of drugs and then they then realise, oh, my whole world is going to come crumbling down here. I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. I'm going to lose my friends. I'm going to lose my partner. I'm going to lose my house. So as you say, it's, uh, a, it's a societal issue. And, and, and funny enough, the, 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 the final point I was going to make when you talk about these feuds, the, the feuds don't happen because fellas just don't like each other. I mean, they have their roots fundamentally in the drugs issue. Look, drug dealers don't have loyalty. That's, that's the bottom line. They're loyal to themselves and they're loyal to their own, their own profit margins. And they run that the same way as any business in this town or in, in Ireland will run. They run it on a profit-making business. And if you don't pay, they will come after your family. And I've dealt with loads of families here, unfortunately, and, and, and further apart in County Mead, I've met with families. In Dublin, I've met with families in need, even though I am based here, families who will contact me and say, listen, what are we going to do here? Are we going to get out of this? The drug dealers coming out of their houses, putting in their windows, burning out their cars because of their son or daughter who have got involved with drug dealers and then ran up a bill maybe of a thousand euros, which becomes uh, maybe five, ten thousand. And then how do we pay and how do we deal with all this? And 
you know, I've, we, we've, we've seen the families who, who have had to board up their windows at night because they were afraid of drug dealers coming with their petrol bombs or their pipe bombs. So that's that's the the type of people they're getting themselves involved yeah. involved involved with. Drug dealers don't have huge amount of ethics, you know. I would have said I would have said none. Quite none. Right. You're, you're right. You're right. None. none. <laughs> Look, Chrissy, we're going to have to leave it there. We could probably talk no all, all for the rest of the hour, but um, I, I just want to thank you for coming on and thank you for responding to our appeal for you to. Uh, to take a proactive approach to one of our, our listeners who came on, and that's yeah. been dealt with very quickly. We're, um, we're very impressed with that. So uh, many thanks for that. And I'm sure people will have plenty to say about, about uh, your proactive approach and what you've had to say this morning. So thanks very much I, for being with us. No problem. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.